see a man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street that leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I want to go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I want to go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I want to see how far this country goes. up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, if you're going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on. Welcome, 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 welcome back. Welcome back, Regulators. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, just a old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning, live right here on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network, 7 to 9 a.m. Central here in the United States. Uh, or 24-7, 365 is a live recorded podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. Find us at theoutdoorzone.com, theoutdoorzone.com. My name? TJ Graney in the bunkhouse with me now is Cody Ryan. Hello. And we'll check him here in a second. Uh, Beefsteak's in the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Hey, you got it ahead of him. That's right. And uh, Jack is the ranch hand. Jack of all trades is the ranch hand that gets here early, gets the gate open, fires up the old pot belly stove. Even if it's 100 degrees outside, we got to fire it up so we can get some coffee going in that old coffee maker right there. That oh, It uh, made some good coffee this morning. There mm. No better cup of coffee. Oh, man. I've been, I've been gone for too long. And, uh, and I, I needed a cup of that good old Joe out of that thing right there. But anyway, we slap on some foil on that old wire coat hanger out front that gets the signal out to you guys and gals, our regulators, making sure we're monitoring the outdoors and, uh, sorry, sorry, man. I, uh, just showing and up. It's Cody Ryan. J I T just in time. Up to bat, Cody Ryan Graney, number 34. I uh so I just uh I have to I have to tell a tell exactly why I'm a little bit behind the curveball here. Honey buns. No, I oh. opened the door, my front door of my house, and I don't know if y'all have ever dealt with dove roosting on the ledge of your door or not but the sound of a dove when you open your front door uh or like three dove flying off Ooh. from the Ooh. ledge of your front door they sound like uh machine guns 
you know. So you hit the deck, started I rolling did. over, pulled your pistol out of your waistband. No, I did hit the deck, and then I had to clean up all the, uh, you know, the uh, V8 energy drink that I had in my hand that was now all <laughs> over the floor. And it was a total disaster. And then in you the had mean, to go get your 20 In the meantime, gauge. a giant wolf Good morning. walks in. Good morning. Yes. Oh, we well, are. We have out here at the farm, we have an infestation of walking sticks. As I don't know as about an infestation. They are. Uh, we have. So we w- w- there's an, an insect issue going on here. We have the walking sticks, which are everywhere. I mean, and you, I've never. Of course, this is only year two, but uh, they're everywhere. Huge ones. And it was so funny because there was two of them dead and one of them hanging from kind of a, a wire on our porch. And Mrs. Granny looked at the one hanging from the wire and she said, oh, you little vixen, you killed both those guys below you because <laughs> after the after the female mates with the male, she kills the males or some kind of deal like that. <laughs> and then we have grasshoppers again this year, which... I don't know what I'm going to do about that. I'm going to have to get a get a trailer full of chickens and just let them go to town. You know what this means, right? And then I got April apricot crazy ants, which Texas uh, Texas A&M is working on trying to figure out. So we got issues. We got. You know issues. what this means, right? Um, that the good Lord's coming back soon to take me home. I don't know. That <laughs> uh, means it means that you live in nature. Hmm. You. Don't live in a controlled city neighborhood environment. You live in the wild. And you throw V8 drinks at poor Peace Dove. That's what I'm thinking. That are trying to just create. That, that is a, a. Pull the uh, muscle in my back. That is a, a, a message from God for love and peace at your house. Uh, they're. Uh, it was a couple of <laughs> you argue couple that of bacon about it couple of future bacon wrap breast on my front porch <laughs> that's all it is how do you how do you get them to uh shoo them out and then shoot them you don't want to you know shoot so them the first time i noticed these dudes on my porch was last night and it made me jump and they're like right over my front door right and you know how loud y'all y'all got to back me up on this you know how loud a dove is when they fly off, you know, when you're walking. Yep. They're surprising. Dove in the trees and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. They go fast. Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess they're two big old collar dove and they're right over. Oh, they're they're, collar dove. They're right over my front door. So you open the front door and I mean, you put one arm out and they freak out and go blasting through my front porch, you know? I and love so, that. I think it's, it's a uh, sign. It is. Just like when you see a coyote, it stops and stares at you. That means something. A you know, yeah. And you know what that means. Those birds on under living underneath your porch. Means, means I pulled a muscle in my neck. You live out in nature. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I nice. got to tell you all something. It was so funny. So I just, I just, got, uh, just got back from... So I was in Alaska at a camp with nine boys, and I just got back from a camp with uh, 15 of them in 
Bryan College Station where it was 190 degrees every day. <laughs> um, and But one of the young guys, he was, I think he was eight and a half or nine, super joyful young guy. His name was Mason. Oh, and, yes. Uh, Who won the he, shooting competition. Anyway. Uh, he, the young guy was just, he was a crackerjack in so many ways and just a, just a bundle of joy. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but we were, uh, we were doing something, we were going somewhere and, uh, and he started talking about Egyptian geese <laughs> and how they were, uh, how they were all over someplace. He thought that he saw them out there at the ranch. He said, you know, they, they, uh, they're, they're not from around here. And he's just talking all about these Egyptian geese. And I thought, Egyptian geese, I never heard of that. I th- you know, he's making stories. Up. He's starting now. He's so smart. He's making stuff up. Hmm. And he and he's just going on and on and on about these Egyptian geese he saw at the ranch. And I like, and I said, I, he said, look it up. <laughs> and so we were we were driving into town to have a uh, have burger day. So it's one day we leave the ranch and go into town, eat burgers with the landowner and uh, the boys get soda and it's just a fun day. But uh we're the driving boys in. get soda. Well, well get, uh, it's a big it's, day right here. It boys is a big day. I'm water. telling you right now. Th- those boys old boys get soda water. Going down on a big old burger and uh soda water and some french fries. Uh so we're driving along and I said, well, let me look it up on, he said, look it up on Google. And he's in the back seat of my truck. And so I'm driving along pretending like I'm looking something up on my phone. I'm like, okay, how do you oh, that's smell safe. it? No, I wasn't safe. doing it. I was driving and, but I was pretending. Oh, yeah. pretending like you were on pretending. your phone. So then, but then he threw the wild card out there and I, and it, and it just totally, he owned me on this. He said, you know, they're an invasive species. <laughs> and I went, oh, no, it could be real. This could be real. And then his dad showed up yesterday to pick him up at closing ceremonies. And I was saying, yeah, uh, he was talking about it. And he goes, oh, yeah, we, we've seen him around our place. You know, they're like the and he started explaining to me. I went, son of a gun. That kid owned me. Man, Just, that, that kid was, was nine so years old. So I, Incredible. I got to look up. Egyptian geese, or and he said they're. You've like, gone uh, this long and you haven't looked it up yet. I know. No, I was not. I was no, I haven't yet. But anyway, I just it was so funny. But his wild card, camp. his wild card was stopped everything. Invasive species that just you know that was the one who's like, okay, you own me on this one because I can't argue with that until I have further investigation. Well, TJ, but I'm anyway. Gonna- I'm going to tell you that you messed me up for a couple of days. I did? Yeah. I went out there on Father's Day and uh, out to the camp and drove out there. And then I did a, you know, Hunter's Ed class for all those boys. And when I got back, everybody was telling me how how out of sorts I was and uh, what's wrong with me. And I looked like I was a displaced person. So it did a number on me, you man. you were. Because you were not, you were supposed to be with out the ranch with me. I think what happened is I left my soul back there on the ranch and and left, and it had to catch up with me. It was a good day. Egyptian geese in the United States, native to Africa. This odd goose is popular in zoos and aviaries 
escaped birds established wild populations in Florida, Texas, and California. Free-flying escapees are sometimes seen elsewhere. Golly. <laughs> that kid was on top of it, though. Mason, you know, he he definitely, uh, when he won that, the shooting contest, put in all, I shouldn't say, marksmanship when they certified for their hunter's ed. And he put all five shots in the bullseye. We're just trying to have a good so, group. And to, ra- and to wrap that up, he saw a 250-pound hog froze up the night I put him on a hog. And the next and the next morning, he uh, and it bothered him so much, when he went out the next morning, he had no problem pulling trigger and killing one. So, uh, But we were, we were out there hunting hogs, wild hogs, with our uh, guns that uh, all the firearms that we get through McBride's Guns. McBride's Guns, family-owned and operated. They're our hometown gun shop. And um, if you're looking for a new rifle, maybe a shotgun for those collar dove that are living on your front porch coming up, well, uh, September 1st will be here before you know it. And dove season. Uh, If you're looking for a personal carry, if you haven't got your personal carry yet, or if you don't have one that you just, it's just not feeling exactly right, go see our friends over at McBride's Guns. They're in the same place they've been for years, 30th and Lamar here in Austin, Texas, or call them 512-472-3532, or just go online at mcbridesguns.com, mcbridesguns.com, because McBride's Guns, well, they're the bunkhouse boys, hometown gun shop. Coming up next, we've got uh, fishing news, news of the weird, all that more. It's your favorite segments coming up. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, regulators. The Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Hey, you can track us 24-7, 365 on our social media, on uh, on everything that the bunkhouse crew is doing at theoutdoorzone.com. Theoutdoorzone.com. You can find years of this show and podcast platform available there for you to listen to and to share with your friends. We'd love to have you. Uh, Jump on our social media, on our Facebook page, and post pictures of your hunting and fishing endeavors. Maybe you're going hiking or camping, but post your pictures up there with us. That's where uh, we hang out with you regulators during the week. It's ram season. Get even bet, and it gets even better at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter in Austin. Right now, you can get 2.9% financing for 72 months on all 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Quad or Crew Caps. That's right, 2.9% financing. That's the best financing on any truck in Central Texas at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. You'll find a supersized selection of Rams to choose from with the largest inventory of Rams trucks in all of Central Texas. Our inventory has never been this big. 20 23 1500 quad cabs crew cabs heavy duty rams both the 2500s and the hard to find 3500s 
Uh, it's also Jeep season, too, with all 23 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overlands with both two- and three-row seats now qualifying for 3.9% APR in 72 months. It's the season of Ram and Jeep at your Ram and Jeep experts in Austin for the best selection, and Niles promised to beat any competitor's price. Go see the experts in Central Texas at Nile Maxwell Super Center, 621A3 in Austin, or online anytime at Nile Maxwell Super Center. Dot com. I tell you what, it's time to be up north if you're going to be fishing at all. The guys at Major League Fishing are up there right now at Lake St. Clair and Township, Michigan, when we're uh, doing the show live. And Lake St. Clair, I stopped in there one time uh, for a quick, quick trip. It was like on the way somewhere else and fished for a couple hours and caught like a giant small mouth a couple of giant small mouth in the matter of just a few minutes i mean it's a it's a heavenly place to fish but for those giant giant small mouth not necessarily i don't like watching those kinds of uh fishing shows though or 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 live as much uh you know where they're kind of just out in the middle and it's just it's just not as exciting to watch for me but it's on right now if you want to watch that uh the Bassmaster Elite Series taking a month uh about a month off, I guess, uh, before they have their next event or their last few events to wrap up the season. And in the meantime, uh I guess you've got iCast coming up, the giant retailer show where a lot of people introduce a lot of new fishing stuff. So a lot of a lot of good fishing stuff coming up. I've got one more major event in uh wisconsin here in a month or so and so uh yeah that's i mean i know it's 172,000 degrees down here in the south but <laughs> it is i mean there's a lot of fishing to be done if you're going to be fishing down here my opinion is to do some of that uh either night fishing or get up at four in the morning and be done by nine in the morning that's about the best idea i have for this time of time of year beef yesterday you text the most um you got to get an iphone or something so it like edits like these iphones yeah they have they have like uh if you spell things wrong phone he uses a flip phone (laughs) oh so like each letter he has to go through like the series of letters so it's like number eight he has to go through t u and then yeah Oh, so why? That must but be how it works because I man, misspelled I don't one word. I misspelled one word. What are you talking no, about? I didn't. I don't even have any. I, I don't even understand what the it means. Let me read you. Let me read the audience the text. Okay. Can I do that? Yeah, I don't care. And see if it makes see if it I'm makes an any open sense book. because we're gonna have it. You wanted to ask if we have a conversation about yeah. this, but I don't. I don't understand what we're having a conversation about, really. There's something to do with ponds and beefsteak and oh parks and wildlife. Gosh. Cody okay. Ryan, comma. Yeah. If you're on the show tomorrow, you and I should discuss what you think of beefsteak friend and Bastrop has three ponds where we take KOZ kids and TPWD gave him grass carp to put in his ponds. That. Says it all right there. I, 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 I come on, <laughs> audience, react, please. I mean that 
to me is really it says to put on his pawns grass carp to put on his pawns you did correct that in the next sentence so (laughs) okay well but i still don't understand what that means you also discuss what you think of beefsteak friend in bastrop has three pawns they don't if they've if folks have never listened to the show or if they're not familiar with your rate ranting Ranting. and raving about grass carp and and you know what and who was it i beef i think it was you that you were with parks and wildlife at one of their fisheries yeah and one of the guys there said yeah our one of our biggest mistakes ever was to put grass carp in lake austin yeah no yeah, yeah no they, they said didn't it. admit yeah that. no they at, did yes they at did. the hatchery in san marcus he talked about that but then oh man you're you just threw him under the bus I didn't say who it was, you know, could be many, many, There's many. There's only two guys. Work there. <laughs> a lot of interns. If you want to go scrape stuff off the bottom and do some work around a hatchery, uh, you go volunteer over there. You'll get all you need. Anyway. So, Beef, tell me what this text okay, is wh- about. What it means is I wanted to discuss your thoughts on a buddy of mine that has three bass ponds. And he, where we take KOZ kids to go bass fishing out there because they have nice banks and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and he put grass carp, Texas Parks and Wildlife, uh, told him or, or uh, helped him put grass carp in his ponds to get rid of some of the, uh, the hydrilla and some of the other stuff that's growing like crazy in his ponds. Yeah, it's pretty standard operation. I just, the deal that I've always had with it, right, with the grass carp thing is, it's one of those things that it, it never make, it never makes sense to me to reflect. So the idea of these grass carp, right, are to eat, eat vegetation, basically to maintain vegetation. That's why they put it supposedly in lakes around Texas. They use sterile carp supposedly which yep. is whatever i don't you, i don't necessarily no, believe that how that works at the hatchery they say when they're hatching them they uh they take the the eggs and they split them right when they're about ready to split for uh going male or female they insert or inject something and it then becomes where there is no male or female yeah, I don't. I, it's it is what it is. I okay. So that happens, and then they have these. So basically, they're introducing a non-native species to control a non-native species, right? That's my problem. It's it's like it's it's just it doesn't make any sense to me. So I gave this you, guy a hard time about it because you have instructed me. I mean, right. I, I've got a fear of it now, you know, from listening to Cody for all these years, Cody Ryan. And so I went, I said, man, that is the worst idea. I was just what you would say. That's the worst idea that I ever heard of, man. What the heck is wrong with you? And uh, so when he was there, he decided he would ask the guy and grill him the questions that I asked him. Like, well, And the guy goes, okay, here's how it happens. And he talked about how... They become sterile or how they introduce that third. That's why it's called a triploid because it's the third something into uh, where they. All right. Okay. But anyways, he, he said, um, on the other hand, they're ferocious eaters up until they're about three years old. 
and then they start to not eat very much anymore and probably only going to live five years. And they Egyptian carp. They're invasive. Yeah. <laughs> they, they bring a lot of, I hear that's the favorite food of the, the geese is yes, Egyptian yes. carp. So the point being, Cody, I thought you would be surprised that a guy went and got a permit to put grass carp into his ponds, which is, I thought you would think was a no-no. And I mean, he had to go through a lot to get it. He had to do a GIS search and plot out how big his ponds were. He had to go take some uh, samples of the things that are growing in there. And he had to go get a permit. And they told him, I guess the agriculture department over there told him how many he could put in. And he went and picked them up from them and bought them. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Um, it it's I thought you would be pretty off standard, on this I believe, thing, in the pond pond world. I just don't I don't necessarily believe I don't necessarily like the idea. I think there's other ways to control it, but um Well, chemicals. Sure. Now that's even worse. Yeah. What do you mean chemical? You're gonna dump chemicals in. Well, that's one of the options that you have for moss and vegetation in your pond. It's chemicals. Well, that's what they People did. People spray in, them all the time. That's what they did you, in Town Lake, and now look what happens. You, you couldn't eat the mercury. Town Lake's problem is not that. It's trash from the homeless populations. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it, literally. It's Hilarious. disgusting. Hey, I'll tell you what uh, What I got my family protected with and that's how true health share finding affordable top quality health care options can be tricky for a sportsman or entrepreneurs those who may be self-employed but altrua health share they're a 501c3 organization it's been sharing medical needs for over 25 years altrua is not insurance however it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs listen this is literally how it works members contribute each month to a membership escrow account then eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. You don't change doctors. You don't do it. it. It's literally that easy. You can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. I don't care who you are out there. If you're looking for healthcare options or, or questioning your current healthcare, look at Altrua HealthShare. You can find out how much you can save. Go to myshare.org, Altrua HealthShare, where we care for one another news of the weird up next if it hadn't been weird enough you get it only one place it's the outdoor zone live at the bunkhouse 24 7 365 at the outdoor zone.com hello i'm forrest dale wood and you're listening to the outdoor zone fish on it's finally here Today's the day I had a 12.50 yards away But I got a different kind of hunting on my mind I got my baby up in my dear blind Alright, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the Buckhouse. TJ Granny, Cody Ryan, Beefsteak, and Jack of All Trades. Hanging out with you. This is a live recorded podcast available Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m on the Outdoor Zone Radio Network, or 24-7, 365 on all your favorite podcast platforms. Hey, TJ, you know, yesterday I told you that I was on the hunt for a new vehicle. And, uh, you know, one of the main things about getting a vehicle that's used is, is it taken care of? 
And, you know, everybody at some point needs to have their vehicles repaired, and it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust. So we use our friends at Sun Auto Service. Each and every person at Sun Auto works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do, and we want to be the place you bring your vehicles anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. Where do I go? Well, I go to one of their locations at 405 West Slaughter Lane. Yours might be 1300 Medical Parkway, Cedar Park, and 1400-03 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Follow them on Facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week. Just go to sunautoservice.com. All right, now it's time for our News of the Weird segment. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. All right, so um, I thought this was interesting. As a kid, we lived near kind kind of a bay inlet off the Gulf and uh, there was some woods there and you could walk the shoreline of those woods and things would show up. That was the best Strange part. things would yeah. show up. Um, sometimes it was a body. Sometimes it was a hand. Sometimes it <laughs> no. was medical, head. medical waste. That's you the would not thing. find human remains. So got a news re- release. Mi- you get uh, older and your childhood from- gets darker and darker (laughs) remember the time we were locked in a box for a week and when janice tunnel happened upon a mysterious locked metal safe wedged in the sand on the uh, on the gulf of mexico coastline near port aransas texas earlier this month he thought he had and his team may have hit the jackpot tunnel who is director of the mission aransas national estuary Research Reserve at the University of Texas Marine Institute Wow! combs the shoreline (laughs) weekly in search of stranded sea turtles, count endangered species of birds, and record marine mammals. Finding odd items washing up on is just a perk of the job. So he's walking the shoreline, but I don't know how you get a job where you live down on the coast around Port Aransas. And your job is to wear flip flops, flip flops, and walk the beach, and search for stranded uh, sea turtles and count. Yeah, Egyptian geese. A few days after spotting the large metal safe, which was sealed with a combination lock, so there was a large metal safe that washed up on the beach, and they found, and he found it while he was walking, doing his regular morning walk uh tunnels and his team safely removed it from the beach to try and get a peek at what was inside it took two of us to lift it and we used crowbars metal grinders and a sledgehammer to get it open gosh it would take it took an hour before they finally got the hunk of metal open that's it yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, going to break. <laughs> I I want to know why it's like, isn't this your job? And it took a few days after spotting the safe. Well, uh, 
to get it removed to remove yeah, wouldn't it from you the be like, beach wouldn't you just like like what are you doing the rest of birds? the day <laughs> like your job is to watch the beach and find stuff and you're like well found a big metal safe on the beach i'll get it in a few days okay I'll so it, i'll put it for my tuesday project let me for just my wednesday let me just frame this both of you two would do would do that you, you would you, you would you would take this on and you would move things around uh because you're masters of your schedule you get to uh dictate what you do yeah, the dude walks the beach for a living bro i'm going straight to that safe all hold all my meetings <laughs> yeah. hold my zoom call with the uh seabird with the uh egyptian goose uh estuary landowner oh janice uh, hold all my meetings i've got a safe to be- I'm, I'm removing the safe today man i tell you i'm going to try to figure out how to take the safe and reuse it i mean sledgehammers and crowbars and uh probably no, cutting wheels wouldn't. yeah i want to try hey dude i worked you're on, you're you're not normal i worked you're on you're going safe. to sit there and try and like put your headphone you're going to get uh, a set of what are those things that doctors put in their ears <laughs> stethoscopes i got you're a gonna pair. put a stethoscope to the lock and turn it until you hear a click and that'll give you one of the numbers and so you'll you know I was given a safe that I spent six months on. My my wife was going, just like Job in the Bible, she was like, give up on it. Let it die. Why are you? Because it had been, uh, you know, it has a thing that if you try to punch out the combination, it has an auto locker where a bar comes down and mm-hmm. uh, locks it permanently. Well, so I spent... I would said, over- said the guy who reset all the locks on all my gun safes. Yeah. That there was an issue with one of the locks. Yeah. And uh so anyways, I was able to figure that I'll tell you what, it was interesting. You're licensed, aren't you? <laughs> to crack safes. Well, the only thing I'm missing is you have to go and do a little internship underneath of a uh, locksmith in Texas. So I'm working on that too. That's my next project. I got to figure oh, out Lord. how I can do that. So anyway, I hey, what's in great. this safe? Finish yeah. this. So uh, they're guessing it came from a sunken ship or maybe from a destroyed house after a hurricane. It blew up. Uh, they documented the entire process of opening the safe under on their YouTube channel at Mission Aransas N E R R. At Mission Aransas, N E R R. So you so can go watch it. Not only is he walking the beaches in his flip flops, but they're also have a YouTube channel. <laughs> so, so what did they that's find? Pretty important. What Their video find? is scheduled to come out Monday at one o'clock. Tunnel and his team have made other. Oh, uh, there wasn't anything in it. They said it they was, found. They a had bunch a bag of. The- of uh, Decant a bag of uh dry beads in there. oregano, oregano. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that weirdly enough, that's what was in that prepper thing underneath where that that ranch that your buddy owned out in uh, LBJ. what are you talking about? You have to start Lake, this whole Lake story. LBJ, over. there was a incredible ranch what that a friend of yours owned, TJ, that we would go deer hunting on, and they had like a secret underground bunker that was buried. And when I went down, uh, he, had, he had some food in there. Oh, no, there it was, was like, just like 12 cases of oregano. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. What? 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 Yeah, I know. That's what I said. You thought it was oregano. The box said oregano. <laughs> that's why everybody wanted to go came hunt the mysterious Oregon. cave. It was not oregano. It came from Oregon. Oh, that's yeah. why everybody was like, hey, bro, you want to take a walk and check out the cave? <laughs> I will tell they you. They come though, back and be like, "Is it lunchtime yet?" <laughs> it's eat a deer, man. Okay. Uh, a lot of the weird stuff they found. He has found some stuff that uh, that's been kind of strange on his surveys, with quote marks on either side. Okay. Surveys, including a message in a bottle, a deer mount, <laughs> an Iron Man stuffed animal. A the deer mount war. came from a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like all your firearms yeah, fell the off guy, the back here. The guy was like, that's it. I'm done with her. I'm throwing her deer mount out the no, window. No, it was the other <laughs> way around, bro. It was mounted on somebody's boat, on the front of their aluminum boat. I had never thought came. about that. That's An a- Iron Man stuffed animal, a man of war, a man o war, which I don't. Those big those purple jellyfish. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a rare nest of Kemp's Ridley sea turtles. Barring. No, no hands, no feet, no head in a grocery bag. But That's did you see that they, that they sell all that stuff? If you order- were in New York City, if you were like in New Jersey or something at the beach in New Jersey, you'd find the good stuff. Yeah, like a finger with a ring on it. And, uh, you know, I was that, listening to a, uh, podcast the other day and it was talking about, uh, some guys working in, um, working in a recycle factory and they were sorting through some cardboard <laughs> and they were sorting through it and they found two hands. Were they the same ones, right? One's left or two lefties yeah. or two right. Somebody's hands. Interesting. That was the guy that worked there before them. <laughs> hey, let me tell you about partsview.com. I'll tell you what, if you own a boat or your buddy has a boat or your neighbor has a boat, there's no better place than to go to partsview.com. I used them before they were, uh, before we represented them here on the show. I used them as I, I would get maintenance kits and take care of my own boat maintenance. There's only one place to go for all your boating needs. That's partsview.com. P-A-R-T-S-V-U. Dot com. It's an online one-stop shop for all your boating needs. They've got over 200,000 products from the marine industry's leading brands. AFCO, Turning Point Propellers, Teenage Marine, 303, Sea choice they got OEM, Yamaha, Mer- uh, Mercury, Suzuki, Maricruiser, Stern Drive Parts and Products. Check them out. If you own a boat, your neighbor has a boat, uh, you need to take care of uh, your boat. You know, don't be like beefsteak. Make sure your boat's always operating and operable when you go out on the water. Parts View prides itself on great prices, fast shipping, handy maintenance kits, helpful customer service, and resources to help boaters find exactly the right products for their engines. All right, Game Warden Field Notes coming up next. It's the Outdoor Zone Live in the Bunkhouse. You can catch us 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, I'm Randall Tharp, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. 
Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Uh, TJ Granny here with the bunkhouse. Boys, you are the regulators. The reason we get up and do this show every week and flip it over into a podcast platform so you can listen to the rest of it later or share it with your friends. And the people that some of the people that help make us make this happen are our friends over at Keystone Bank. If you want to experience the value of community banking, where local really matters, then come join us and our friends at uh, Keystone Bank. It's where Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs uh, bank. It's Keystone Bank, founded by our buddy Jeff Wilkinson and his team, operated right here in Austin, Texas. Uh, When you bank with Keystone, you get that so important local relationship-based service that sets them apart. You know who your banker is when you call over to the bank. Banking at your fingertips, they have all the app the app with all the bells and whistles, everything you need so you can work, uh, do your banking wherever you are, whatever you're doing. Jump online and do your banking. To learn more, get started with the Keystone account. Go to see our friends over at uh, the location at 11,500 B Caves Road. That's where Cody and I went. Uh, there's one downtown too at 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin. Or you can go out to 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. There's a beautiful bank. Um, just visit our friends Keystone uh, online at keystone.bank. Keystone.bank for all their information. Keystone Bank, where local matters. Um, now it's time for our game board and field notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true game warden field notes. So if you were to guess, and I know you already looking at the show prep but if you didn't look i didn't um how many bear attacks how many black bear attacks do you think have happened in the last 20 years in the u.s and and alaska how many black bear attacks fatal black bear attacks in the u.s or in alaska uh let's see in the u.s north america yep i mean i read the I read the North America. How many of these things years. happened in North America? That would include like Montana, Yellowstone. Yeah. I mean, I read the deal, so it really can't, I can't answer that. Well, reasonably, I would have thought before I read it, I would have thought that there would have been um, a lot less, to be honest with you. Less? I thought yeah. there'd have been a lot more. Fatal. Yeah, me too. Really? Lot 24 fatal bear attacks have occurred in North America during the last 20 years. Black bear are the most populous species of bear in North America, and with their populations thriving, they're bound to be encounters between bears and humans as we spent more time out as we spend more time outdoors running with bears are expected to become more frequent. Most interactions, however, result in a quick parting of ways. And unfortunately, statistics show that a mauling does occur 
the chances of it turning fatal are relatively slim. Over huh. the last 20 years, wild black bears have killed 24 people across North, North America. That works out to 1.2 fatal attacks a year. Hmm. That point too is the one you got to worry about there because that's just <laughs> oh that's painful painful. If you take a selfie, they're guaranteed. Who do that. you think the, are the who who are the black bears killing? Uh, you know, I was thinking that it would be uh the young or the old. I'm guessing the young or the old. Yeah, well, one is confused. One or the other. Well, anybody taking a selfie with a bear, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, I was thinking um, uh, younger kids would wander off, you know, and be drawn towards them, and older ones would not be able to get away. They're like, ah, screw the it. Youngest I don't want to run. The youngest killed was a, was a child six years old. The oldest was an 85-year-old female who had been illegally feeding bears on her property, and they got bored with the marshmallows and decided to have a little something, something else. Uh, the average age of the victims is 46. The most deaths have occurred in British Columbia, Canada, Ontario, Canada, uh, Canada and Alaska are tied for first place. Well, it said North America. It is. That would be that North, is North America. America. Yeah. That okay. includes Mexico. All Come tied on. for first place is this deadly race with three, uh, with three deadly black bear attacks each, 14 females, 10 males have been killed. 14 females, 10 males. <laughs> That's interesting, a little bit. Uh, uh, between the months of April and September, June accounting for seven deaths, September accounting for five, July accounting for four. Pick your months in the wildness, wilderness, wisely, and consider a winter trip. A bear-free wonderland. <laughs> what? I huh? want to see the bear. Hibernation. You, you go poke Who them with this? a stick and they won't Black wake up. Black bear attacks aren't as common as those done by a grizzly bear, but bear encounters seem to be tapping more often with brown more often with brown bears thanks to their prevalence in human populated areas, Canada and the United States. You don't always have to venture into the backcountry to find suitable black bear habitat. Bird feeders are a source of food in neighborhoods, black bear country. Black bear attacks are infrequent, and deaths from black bear attacks are extremely rare. Mm -hmm. That's why I thought that, you know, the only ones I've ever been around are black bear up in uh, Colorado or over in uh, the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. You're 167 times more likely to be killed by a man 18 to 24 years old and you are a black bear. So a young man, 18 to 24 is more likely to kill you than a bear. <laughs> Another reason to carry at all times around people or bears. Huh? The most recent was a guy named Steven Jackson, 66. Uh, the victim was in the process of building a cabin he was sitting in a chair outside of his campsite before, day, before 8 a.m. local time when a bear attacked him. The bear dragged him about 75 yards and began consuming him. Neighbors heard his screams for help amid the struggle and tried to scare the bear away by yelling and honking horns, but to no avail. One neighbor eventually grabbed a rifle and shot the bear, killing it, but Jackson was already dead. Hmm. You're, you're in an area like that? And you're yelling and 
and screaming at a bear trying to honk your horn and you're not over there with the 44 <laughs> popping caps in the bear's dome oh i'd be God. walking straight over there with my pistol just pop 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 oh you mean if someone was being attacked yeah they knew the guy was being attacked so they're yelling and honking their horn saying hey leave him alone <laughs> yogi stop <laughs> So this all goes down in the matter of like seven seconds and you walk up. Don't, 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 don't. Hey, why are you ripping my friend's arm off? Oh my God. <laughs> why are you eating his head? <laughs> yeah. I just don't think it happens like that. It's a freak. So wild, you're going to run over, so you're going to run inside, get your keys to your car. Bleep, bleep. Get inside. Honk, 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 honk. Hey, hey. Get your no. bear spray. We talked about bear We're spray. You got to calculate the right go. angle. You got to be upwind, you know, um, all, all these things you got to figure out. It takes too much time. Like Cody talked about. Hey, by the way, I just texted you. One of our listeners wanted to make sure that TJ yeah, had a I reference. North America was. <laughs> we know where more North America, what it includes. Oh, please. Oh, I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> with friends like that who needs enemies oh, i wasn't gonna man. i mean i wasn't gonna dig into it too much i wasn't gonna pound him on it too much it's early you know Poor it's all guy. right that's fine that's fine well that guy apparently right the a neighbor grabbed a firearm and shot the bear is that how it ended yeah but the dude was already dead huh i'm telling you something's amiss there I well, hopefully it's like not him. a miss, and <laughs> how many shots? you're responsible for the death. You know, I mean that could have been that could have been played out. Hey, we've got a whole other hour of the outdoor zone. We're just getting we're just waking up. We're just getting things going here. Barely. We're all the first time we've all been in the bunkhouse in a month. I know we've been and, all over uh, North America. Man, we have been all over North America. We've all, been all over the United States of America, more like. Uh, continental and non-continental U.S. Among hey, the Egyptian geese. <laughs> it's the Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. Stick around a whole nother hour with some of your favorite segments right here. 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com.